Well, it's a pleasure to be back with you this morning. Um, as we, Stuart and I, were gone last week to Honduras, uh, I want to begin by greeting you on, uh, in behalf of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ from our uh, brothers and sisters in Christ in a small little village church in Honduras. Uh, they greet you with the love of Jesus, with smiles on their faces, with much darker skin than we have, and, uh, and with just the love of, of Jesus Christ and the joy that we got to experience last week. And Stu and I are going to share more about our trip um, at the end of the service. Uh, I want to ask you this morning, are you prepared? Are you prepared this morning if a natural disaster or catastrophe struck uh, our city or our land, would you have enough water and food stored up ready to, to uh, survive? If you didn't have the, the means of, of clean water, would you know how to start a fire without those type of devices like lighters and, and things of that nature so that you could boil water and have clean water to drink? Do you have enough lima beans stored up in your pantry um, that you'd have enough food to eat? Uh, do you have enough ammunition if you feel like maybe you uh, needed to protect yourself? These are all questions that uh, if you're not familiar with the term doomsday preppers ask themselves. We're, we're somewhat familiar with that term because of TV shows, uh, National Geographic, uh, doomsday preppers. Uh, they ask questions like, you know, do you have a bug out bag? which is just a bag that you can grab with all the essentials, all the necessary things you need to just get on the road and get out of town. That's what they call it. Um, it's a phenomenon, I think, uh, probably more publicized now in our day than it ever has been. Um, doomsday preppers are preparing for, as I said, natural disasters. If governments topple, if war ensues, it's actually estimated, I read one uh, estimation that over 4 million Americans prepare in some way for an apocalyptic scenario. Um, matter of fact, when G National Geographic launched their TV show, they did a survey of their viewers and found that over 40% of Americans believe that stocking up on supplies and, or building a bomb shelter was a wiser investment than a 401k. <laughs> I was pretty shocked by that. I need to get prepared, I think. Um, the topic of our sermon today is, is a dip, different type of preparation. Uh, this, is a, this is a preparation, um, these doomsday preppers. It's, it's an earthly preparation. But Jesus has been teaching us to be prepared. He's been teaching his disciples to be prepared. And in so teaching us to look forward to the future and to see the coming day when Christ would return. And, and so be prepared for that. Um, Adam did a wonderful job of, of kind of segueing into this uh, theme last week of the, the parable of the watchful servant, as it was called. Um, of just being ready and, and being prepared as servants uh, for the day to come. And so it's just really a continuation of, of this topic today. 
And really, we could say all of Luke 12 has been Jesus uh, commanding his disciples and the crowds to give great emphasis on their preparation uh, for the, the coming of uh, the judgment and the day of the Lord as they would know it. And so we're going to continue that today in Luke chapter 12. Um, if you're a guest with us today, we follow um, through different books of the Bible, and our series right now is a study of the life of Jesus through the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, which we call the Gospels. And so we are jumping back and forth into what a most people would call a harmony of the Gospels. It's a chronological look at the life of Jesus. And so sometimes we're in Mark, and sometimes we're in Matthew, and sometimes we're in Luke and John. Today we're in Luke chapter 12. Let me read this continuing statement of Jesus in verses 49 down through chapter 13, verse 9. Jesus says, I came to cast fire on the earth, and would that it were already kindled. I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how great is my distress until it is accomplished. Do you think that I have come to give peace on earth? No, I tell you, rather division. For from now on in, in one house there will be five divided, three against two and two against three. They will be divided, father against son, and son against father, mother against daughter, and daughter against mother, mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. He also said to the crowds, when you see a cloud rising in the west, you say at once, a shower is coming, and so it happens. And when you see the south wind blowing, you say, there will be a scorching heat, and it happens. You hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of, sky, of earth and sky, but why do you not know how to interpret the present time? And why do, you judge, why do you not judge for yourselves what is right? As you go with your accuser before the magistrate, make an effort to settle with him on the way, lest he drag you to the judge and the judge hand you over to the officer and the officer put you in prison. I tell you, you will never get out until you have paid the very last penny. And there were some at the, that very present time who told him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. And he answered them and said, Do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered in this way? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Or those 18 on whom the Tyler of Siloam fell and killed them, do you think that they were worse offenders than all the others who lived in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. And he told a parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came seeking fruit on it and found none. And he said to the vine dresser, look, for three years now I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree, and I find none. Cut it down. Why should I use, use up the ground? Or why should it use up the ground? And he answered him, sir, let it alone this year also until I dig around it and put on manure. Then if it should bear fruit next year, well and good. But if not, you can cut it down. So as you can see, Jesus is kind of concluding his thoughts on preparation. And from these things, I want to talk about today's spiritual preparation. And I want us to, have, to look at five considerations 
that I think Jesus very boldly and very truthfully lays out for us about our spiritual lives and how we can be people spiritually prepared for the coming day of the Lord. The first one is a little bit obscure, but it is Jesus referring to himself as our substitute. Like, Where in the world do you see that? Well, look in verse 49 with me. Jesus tells us, he says, I came to cast fire on the earth and would that it already be kindled. Verse 50, I have a baptism to be baptized with and how great is my distress until it is accomplished. Normally when we see the, these imageries in the Bible, we want to find their a common theme if possible. And we want to take that common theme and we want to say, does that fit with the context here? And so when we take these two imagery, these, these two images here, the, the image of fire and the image of baptism, we say, well, what does the Bible teach about that? What does Jesus teach about that? Well, in Luke particularly, fire most often is referenced as judgment. That fire is judgment. And so Jesus is saying, I came to cast judgment on the earth, and would it that it already be kindled? In other words, let's, let's get this judgment going. It would be, uh, I, he, he's, he's purposed to see the judgment take place. At this point in Jesus' ministry, he has seen the effects of sin in the world. And he knows that judgment is coming. And so he's declaring, I have come to cast fire on the earth. And fire represents judgment. If we look back in Luke chapter 3, verse 17, you'll see these, these images Luke chapter 3, verse 17 says, As the people were in expectation and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Christ, John answered all them, saying, I baptize you with water, but he who is mightier than I, whose straps of sandals I am not worthy to untie, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And his winnowing fork is in his hand to clear the, his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn, but the, the chaff he will burn with an unquenchable fire. Later on in Luke chapter 9, verse 54, 